Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We're focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. We are the comprehensive solution for flexible work arrangements designed to meet employees where they are now and in the future. Through intelligent software and expert consulting, we enable managers and their companies to offer flexibility focused on where and how people work, how people learn and grow, and benefit and perk utilization. Our guest today is Dr. Chitra Durgam. Dr. Durgam is in private practice as a dentist. Through her branding and social media strategies for her dental office, she was featured in Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It. She now leads a conversation AI agency called Blue Check Skill, which creates voice skills for celebrities and large businesses. Chitra has been featured in Forbes, Thrive Global, and on the cover of Dental Entrepreneur Magazine. Dr. Durgam, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. Um, before we dive in, I have to ask you about conversation AI. So how did you go from being a, a practicing dentist with a thriving practice to leading an agency in conversation AI? And really, you're doing both right now. So talk, talk to me about that. Right. It's an interesting story. I really, when I was younger, have always been entrepreneurial uh, in terms of how I saw my future panning out. And I was also really interested in facts and helping people. And so it was interesting when I started out with healthcare and ended up as a dentist and working as a dentist, what really drew me to it is being able to help others, but also be able to offer the customer service, the branding, the marketing that goes along with that. And over the years, and I've been doing it about 20 years, I've developed a brand that represents me, represents what I want people to feel like when they come into my office, but also makes them able to enjoy going to the dentist unlike any other experience. And understanding, you know, first and foremost, your client and understanding that people don't really like going to the dentist. And what can I do as really a business person to improve that experience? And so, you know, when I started out, I realized I need to really go where people are and go to social media, go to outlets where my patients are and try to explain to them and try to show them how going to the dentist can be fun. And through that, I realized that, you know, being this serious professional isn't really what people want. If you want to attract your tribe, if you want to attract your staff and the people who really believe in your mission, you have to put what you are about out there. And so through that and through branding over the years, I've been able to develop quite a following. I've been able to con you know, develop a conversion of that based on my marketing. And I realized being first on Musical.ly and then being featured in Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It, it was a huge advantage because I was one of the first dentists, probably the only dentist on the app at the time I realized in the future, I wanted to be really well grounded in the next future platform. 
And that was going to be voice. And after doing research, I realized the future of voice, how voice interactivity is really going to be where we're going to be spending a lot of our time in Web 3.0. And so uh, I'm just happy that everything kind of compounded upon itself over the years to lead me to this place. You throw out a couple of terms there um, that I, I'd love you to just further define for us, one being Web 3.0. Right. So for me, I think it's more of this kind of idea of decentralization of resources, allowing everyone to have an at-bat uh, and not allowing um, there to be such a hierarchy in the way people get information um, and the way that they work. And we've seen this actually starting to come about with NFTs recently, um, this idea of digital images being able to um, be monetized and people who ordinarily may not have been able to have their work, get the notoriety that it would ordinarily receive, able to do so in this new age. Um, you know, we're in the early stages and seeing how things are panning out, but I really love the idea of kind of leveling the playing field. And that's where I really see Web 3.0 about. It's about improving our resources, uh, decreasing the amount of time that we take to do ordinary tasks, getting rid of friction, and really, you know, setting us on the path of being productive in ways that we haven't been able to before. And the conversation AI piece, is, would you say that predominantly takes place through devices like, like the Amazon Echo or, or the Google Home? Like, well, where, does that, where does that come to life for you? So I actually think that in my opinion, conversation AI starts with all the content that people are producing. And a lot of people don't realize that conversation AI can also include photos, videos, and other resources on these multimodal devices. So you mentioned Amazon Alexa and Google Home. These also include uh, the Amazon um, Echo, which is multimodal device that allows us to see photos, videos, as well as audio. And so the beginning of it really starts with cataloging uh, previous content that you have, getting it prepared so that you can then use it on these platforms like Amazon Alexa, and then putting it in a way that is interesting and different and engaging. And uh, I think where I see voice being a huge hit for people is when they're trying to save time. On a regular basis, people want to be able to do their daily tasks, but still stay engaged with, let's say, a story on Audible or, let's say, interesting facts about uh, their favorite rock star. And so being able to use conversation AI while they're doing other tasks is of you know, utmost interest. But then ordinarily, we have these devices in our homes. So being able to use these devices from the living room to where we go to the car where the car is also Alexa enabled to, let's say, the grocery store, where now it's also has shopping carts that are Alexa enabled, and you can now pull up your shopping list. This is kind of where I see the future. And again, like I was mentioning before, meeting people where they're at. You know, a lot of people are adopting these smart speakers. And so although there are other ways of introducing conversation AI with other devices, I'm really going to where the consumer is, which is with these devices that you mentioned. On the productivity side, I absolutely see the, the value there. And, and it'll surely be fascinating to follow this as, 
as the journey continues and it'll be fun to watch how you play a role in all of it. So I'm going to shift us now to the future of work. And here on the Fresh Take show, we ask everyone the same five questions about the future of work. So are you ready to dive in? Definitely. Okay. It is time to get fresh. And the first question that I have for you is, is how do you define the future of work? That's a great question, Jess. I think the future of work is so important right now with where we are in workforce, people really contemplating where they want to work and why their current employer is the place that they want to stay with long-term. And and first of all, I think that the future of work really starts with team culture. How are we going to make it so that all of us, while we're at work, we're able to be productive, we're going to feel like our, the team morale is at its highest, that we feel that the people that we work with understand and empathize with the challenges that we're facing. And additionally, it's a place where we feel like we can thrive and is actually on the cusp of the future of work. And so in that respect, I think that being able to provide an environment, and anybody can do this right now, if you're a small business, a large business, that is technologically advanced, that's keeping up with the times, that's talking with their team about what the future holds and how we're going to be a part of that, is so crucial about having those conversations. If you have all hands-on meetings and if you talk to your group on a regular basis, letting them know that you're understanding the challenges that everyone's facing, that you understand what the press is talking about in terms of work. And what we have gone into in our business is being able to not only discuss it, but show them. So particularly in my own business, and this is what's great about having your own business, but also helping other businesses uh, be able to adopt principles of the future of work, because I can try out those principles. I can't I can talk about it, not just theoretically, but I can talk about it from a, a really um, hands-on approach. And so what I've been able to do in my own office is use these conversation AI tools on a regular basis. When we have to make sure that we have inventory of supplies, we can let our assist, voice assistant know that we need certain tools. And we're using the IFTT app in combination with our Alexa app, where we're able to then have those items that we're telling Alexa be inventoried and stored onto a spreadsheet. So if I'm working on a daily basis and I don't want to take my gloves off because I'm a dentist and I want to keep track of inventory that's needed, I can tell the, the conversation AI voice assistant what it is that I need and it can keep a list of it somewhere where I can refer to later. Same with repairs, same with anything else. And this is not only helpful for the office, it saves the office money. People feel that they're also working with technology that's gonna be helpful to them in understanding in the future. And so I think it brings a lot of things to the table. Additionally, let's say you're having issue with labor shortage and you need to train your staff on a regular basis and make sure that they're on top of the newest and latest things that you're doing, whether it be HIPAA compliance, OSHA laws, whether it's the new uh, way that products are being pushed out. All of that can be done with videos and then put into these voice assistants as well. And so when I wanna regularly catch up on some of the work that I've been doing, I'm able to look at these voice assistants, 
ask them on a particular training level what it is I want to know, and then go through those steps, just watching the video, and then continue on my way. I don't have to refer to systems in a notebook. I don't need to wait for a meeting to talk to somebody. I don't have to wait for someone to come around and ask them the question. The information is in front of me at my fingertips. And so this idea of reducing the friction, reducing the time that it takes me to do an ordinary task is really what I believe is the future of work. But it also encompasses this idea of improving team morale and making sure that my team feels that they're being trained on a regular basis with the latest information. So I have to make sure that what I'm teaching my team is gonna let them continue from where I am now to their next job and make them feel that they're gonna be fully equipped because that's my job as an employer. So it's so multifaceted that I hope that as we continue along this path of the future of work, we're able to employ all of these tools to help our teams be so successful and so happy with where they're working that they may not want to leave. The multifaceted word really resonates. You hit on development, how to grow the skills of your team and how that's critical to the future of work. You hit on culture and how that's really at the core, the foundation of all of it. And you talked about technology, being an enabler to work smarter. Think about you know the some of those tasks that you dread doing and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me so long. It's so tedious or it's just really manual. And if you as an employer and if employers at large are thinking about that automation, as you shared, that that is the future. That is where things are going and being able to empower employees in, in ways with that technology makes so much sense. Okay, so I'm handing you a magic wand right now. You're, it's in your hand and, and you can change one thing about work life right now. What what would it be? So I would love to be able to use my magic wand to make it so that teams feel like it's a collaborative experience as opposed to executives in the C-suite versus employees. This idea that everybody brings strengths to the table, everybody has something to share. Diversity means betterment for the company. Diversity in thinking, neurodiversity is so important as well. And so having as much talent that you can have come to the table and feel like they're being heard on a regular basis is so vital right now because there are people who have just started out and working, but have such a great perspective on the consumer, more so than perhaps the C-suite. And so neglecting their perspective of what they think is important, what they think from the people that they talk to on Thanksgiving dinner is so, it's, I feel so bad to hear about these kind of experiences because I hear about on a regular basis, people are leaving in droves from companies because they don't feel like they're being heard. And I, that's how I would use my magic wand is to make sure that we're all able to have our voices heard at the table. I think that would be a, a beautiful thing if that was just commonplace everywhere and not, not more the exception. All right. So as far as fresh takes go, again, freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness, which area do you see as the most pressing right now as we're thinking about the future of work and the evolving employer-employee dynamic? 
So I actually think that what's most pressing right now is really the idea that people are happy at work. I think that if people are not happy, it costs the company obviously quite a bit of money to replace that employee. And so not putting in the time to really understand where the employee is coming from, what makes them happy, what's going to make them the most resourceful is really going to be a problem going forward. And I think you know, it's hard to pick one because being happy is so important to employees in that dynamic, but a lot of those other items that you mentioned kind of fuel that happiness. And uh, I just hope that in the future, more of us are able to feel like when we're going to work that, you know, like I was mentioning before, that we're being heard. Because I think the labor shortage right now is preventing people from being even replaced in uh, the market. And so, not being able to find someone to replace who you have at your office is not only you know time consuming and cost a lot, but you may have an empty position for a long time, which really causes more problems for the rest of the team. And so at the end of the day, uh, understanding what even the biggest companies are doing right now and how can you, even as a small business, kind of bring that back to the table so that you can offer some of that to your team, I think is really where that happiness will start. And I hope that as more employers are evaluating their environments and trying to figure out what is the best thing that they can do for their company, they actually do inventory of their team and ask them what they want and what will help them towards that path. Because it can be different things from, for different people. And I've said over the time that some people want, for instance, more flexibility in their schedule so they can spend time with their family and others want to work as many hours that you possibly have. And so understanding that each person is different and how do you meet them where they're at is very vital. Let's bring it, bring it to that manager level. Managers everywhere, kind of inside any type of company. What recommendations would you have for them as they're navigating and, and really focused on it. Like let's, let's bridge, bridge from the, the last question around happiness. So creating, really cultivating those happy employees. What advice do you have for those managers out there that are trying to figure this out right now? I think for managers right now, it's, it's really important to not think short-term because things are going to change in the next year and you want to be primed for what uh, is coming in terms of technology, in terms of where you're going to be as a company, and for you to be able to thrive, I think it's important to think about how you can use automation to your benefit to improve uh, things within your business to reduce costs. But think of people as people and understand that in the next year, when your team looks back at how things were during the last two years and how they were treated, are they going to have good things to say? Because honestly, I think a lot of people are going on Instagram, they're going on their TikToks, they're talking about their work-life balance, they're talking about how things are for them. And not only is it a company issue, it's now become all of us are now observing this and all of us are a part of this. And people know what are the better companies to work for, what are not. And so I think really looking long-term of where you want to be in the next few years um, how are you going to be able to achieve those goals and making sure that you lead your team in a way that they know that you're thinking about them for the future and you want to take them along with you. And this is how you're going to do it and articulating that vision, because a lot of times as managers, we're thinking about the vision, 
we're going day to day trying to get things done, making sure that we stay on time, being productive, but we don't really voice what we're doing and articulate it enough. So there's so many ways you can do that, whether it's company newsletters, whether it's through social media, um, making sure that you have blogs where you have someone following you. There's so many ways to articulate that vision. And so uh, I, I just really look at it from a long-term perspective and I hope others do as well. Excellent advice. Final question for you, Dr. Durgham. What is one company you admire for their fresh take? I would say one company that I admire is, I'm a little biased, but I really like VaynerMedia and VaynerX. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is the CEO and the way he runs the business and the people who um, are at the head of that company, they care so much about not only diversity of thought, but diversity of uh, people in terms of who's coming to the table. They also ha have a lot of empathy for the struggles that their team is going through. They're constantly reevaluating and they even have a chief heart officer who's magnificent. And so thinking, you know, so progressively many years ago when a lot of people weren't really thinking about that, I think is, is such a, a huge, uh, um, benefit of being a part of that company. And another company I really like is Google because I think they're just uh, phenomenal in terms of bringing people into the business who, you know, they know that they have the talent to be able to go the long haul. Um, whether they've done the education is, you know, is sometimes important, but they also understand that there's other skills that go along with that. The way that they treat their teams they take care of their team so that they can work well. And that's smart. That's just smart business. They give them perks that a lot of other businesses don't offer. And they treat people like they're people. You know, it's it's kind of a, a simple philosophy, but to think that, you know, someone doesn't have to clock in for every five-minute break that they take, that they're not being hovered over by their manager on a regular basis and micromanage. Um, you know, having the ability to just really dive in and have that workflow and have things come to you, you know, that comes because you're in an environment that promotes it, an environment that really appreciates you. And so those are really two companies that I have a lot of admiration for. My favorite new job title is Chief Heart Officer. <laughs> I have not yes. heard that one. I love it. That's, that's incredible. And thank you for sharing those Perspective. Yes, Claude, Claude Silver is the chief heart officer. She's also amazing. I hope one day she's also on this podcast. I will have to, I will have to find her or get the introduction and, and have her here to hear her perspectives as well. Well, Dr. Durgham, thank you so much for sharing all of your perspectives today about the future of work. Thank you so much, Jess. I appreciate you having me on. Really appreciate you being here as well. Thank you. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to stay fresh and we will talk to you soon.